he was already dead. And summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. Well, when he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. And so Joseph bought some linen cloth, took down the body, and wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so they mightn't go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. Well, guess what? He's risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him? But you go and tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you to Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. And not surprisingly, trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were so afraid. Thanks, Val. Well, friends, happy Easter. And uh, let me add my welcome to Matt's earlier on. My name's Simon, and as one of the other pastors here, it's a real delight to be able to welcome you on this happy Easter morning. In fact, Easter morning is really such a happy time. But I want us to think about how that first Easter might have been for Jesus' friends, because I'm not quite sure that that's how they would have felt about it. So I want us to try and Kind of imagine what it felt like that first Easter Sunday. See, for one thing, I think a whole bunch of Jesus' friends, they would have been pretty confused. They'd seen Jesus do all kinds of amazing, powerful things. He'd healed people, he'd walked on water, he'd even raised a little girl from the dead. So if he was so powerful, then why had he just died? I think they would have felt confused. Then on top of that, they would have felt scared because they'd seen just how much some people really hated Jesus. Some people had said some terrible things about Jesus. They'd done some terrible things to Jesus. So if they'd done that to Jesus, then would they do that to his friends too? I reckon Jesus' friends felt pretty scared. But you know, more than anything, Jesus' friends had loved Jesus. They knew that he loved them they loved spending time with him, and then they, they knew that they were just going to miss him so much. I think more than anything, 
Jesus' friends felt sad. And they felt sad because when people die, they normally stay dead. That's why it is so sad when someone we love dies. Because they normally just, they don't come back to life again. And that's why doctors and nurses and ambulance officers and and firefighters, they all work really hard to stop people dying because when people die, they don't just come back to life again. But we've just read, haven't we, that Jesus died on Friday and then on Sunday morning his, his body is gone and his friends were told that he is risen and they were going to see him again. That's amazing! Because when people die, they stay dead. They don't just rise to life again. And that's why some people think that it's, what we've just read is just a made-up story. Really, they think? Jesus is risen? You think that? So they think either Jesus didn't really die or they think that if Jesus maybe did die, then well, he certainly didn't really rise again. But did you notice that what we just read from Mark, it wasn't some long, complex explanation trying to convince us of some story that he's just made up. He just tells us these two things that really happened. First, Mark tells us that Jesus really died. We can be confident that Jesus really died because Mark tells us that, well, Pilate was really surprised to hear that Jesus was already dead and so, in fact, he called for the soldier who was in charge at the crucifixion to check. And these guys, they were really good at what they did. They were very good at their job. So the centurion confirmed that Jesus really had died. So we have every reason to believe that Jesus really did die. But even more than that, Joseph then took Jesus' body down from the cross and and wrapped it up in a special cloth and carried it and placed it in a special tomb. There was every opportunity and every reason for for Joseph to find that if Jesus was alive, then that would change things. No, Jesus wasn't alive because Jesus actually died. And we've got heaps of other details on top of this in the other gospel accounts to know that Jesus really died. But Mark, he is so confident of the truth that he's telling us that he doesn't need to say any more for us to be sure that Jesus really died. Just like we can be sure that Jesus really did rise to life again. Joel, can you bring up for us on the, pas- on the screen the, the passage that we've just read? Jesus' friends, they were confused and they were scared and they were sad and they went to pay their respects at Jesus' tomb. Here they were, Sunday morning, they were wondering, how are we going to get this big stone across so that we can actually go and pay our respects to Jesus' body? And yet they get to the tomb and they find that someone else was already there and Jesus' body wasn't. And we read that as they entered the tomb they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. That's what we call, Jay, that's, that's called an understatement. They were alarmed. They were freaking out. What's going on? This must have been such a massive surprise. And just while we're on that passage, Joel, just take us back that one verse. For those who like to note these things, I reckon it's a little bit odd that we'd be told that this man was young. Really? Who cares? <laughs> that he was sitting on the right side. Random detail. 
I mean, who cares about how old he was and where he was sitting? Who would make up random details like that? I think this gives us the confidence that what we're reading here is the eyewitness of account of, of those women who were actually there. But then what does this man say? Take us forward. Thanks, Joel. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you'll see him, just as he told you. And right there, that is the simple statement of the most amazing, surprising, wonderful thing in the world. He is risen. This young man, who is probably an angel from what the other gospel writers tell us, he states the obvious. Jesus isn't here, but it's not because someone else has stolen his body or that the officials have decided to bury him somewhere else. No, it's because... He is risen. And in just a a wonderful way, Mark doesn't try and convince us of it. Because he knows it's true. He just tells us what Jesus' friends heard. That Jesus really did rise from the dead. And there in verse 7, well, I think there's two more reasons to be confident that Jesus really did rise from the dead. First, the angel said that his disciples would see him again. And if we read Matthew and and Luke and John or the Apostle Paul, they give us all kinds of eyewitness accounts of this actually happening. We know that Jesus really did rise again because lots of people saw him. And secondly, this is exactly what Jesus said would happen. There you'll see him in Galilee, just as he told you. Jesus had said that he would rise on the third day. So even though this is a massive surprise... It's exactly what Jesus said would happen. And I reckon it's kind of surprising that Mark doesn't tell us anything about people seeing Jesus after he had risen from the dead. He just stops at verse 8. Some of our Bibles include a few extra paragraphs that some people added a few years later on to help explain other things that, that happened, that Jesus did. And the other Gospel writers, they certainly give us a whole lot more information about people seeing Jesus after he had risen. But it seems that Mark was confident that he told us enough to know that Jesus really did rise, sorry, really did die, and he really did rise. So, now, imagine how Jesus' friends are feeling. I reckon they'd still be pretty confused, because people just don't normally rise from the dead. And we're certainly told that they were still pretty afraid, because this would have all seemed just so weird. But as the truth settled in, and they eventually did see Jesus, and then they eventually did come to understand, well, there would have been a whole lot of other things that they would feel. Amazement. Jesus is risen. He's defeated death. Joy. Jesus is risen. He's still with us. Hope. Jesus is risen, so we don't need to fear death. Peace. Jesus is risen, so we know that he is powerful to defeat sin and death. We can trust him when he says that our sins have been forgiven by his death on the cross. So as we celebrate on Easter Sunday, let's remember, guys, how how Jesus' friends would have felt that first 
Easter. And sharing that together, as this morning we celebrate the peace and the hope and the joy and the wonder that He is not dead. He's risen. Now to help us to do that, Matt's going to come forward and actually lead us in the Lord's Supper. This, this steps us back from that first Sunday to just a couple of days earlier, but it actually points us forward to all of that hope and peace and joy, knowing that Jesus is risen. Thanks, man. Thanks, Matt. Wow, isn't it really good? Isn't it really good news that Jesus rose from the dead? And you might think, well, yeah, of course, and we've seen just how incredibly it changed the way that Jesus' friends felt on that first Easter. Except, hang on, Joel, do you mind moving us forward for one there? Because in what we read... They had a bit of a surprising reaction. When they heard that Jesus was risen, trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb and they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Yeah, they were surprised and they were so confused and so afraid that instead of doing what the angel had said they should do, do any of the kids remember what the angel said they should do? Go and tell Jesus' friends to meet Jesus in Galilee instead of doing that they just ran away scared and I'm hoping that this morning none of us are jumping in feeling nervous in our you know seats ready to run out the door nervous afraid scared because we've heard that Jesus is risen but we have actually heard the same news haven't we and I think sometimes we don't stop and ask ourselves what we're going to do differently because of it which if you stop and think about it is kind of bonkers really because we hear lots of other things in life that change what we do. So to help us think about this, I would like to ask, in a moment, not just yet, everyone to stand up and join me in a great game. Um, Joel, I think I need your help because my little cue isn't working here. Um, a great game of what you're going to do. Now, I know amongst us here we have some who don't speak Australian as a first language, so on the next uh, slide, I've spelled it out for us. That is the uh, contraction of the longer sentence, what are you going to do? But who's got energy for that many syllables, right? So, what are you going to do? So, the way the game goes, and if it feels a little sacrilegious on Easter Sunday, let's just remember that this is a day of great celebration, right? We are all going to stand up, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to tell you some news and give you an option to decide what you're going to do. And if you decide, yep, yep, that's what I'll do, then kids and grown-ups, hands on your heads. That means, yes, I'm going to do what Simon has suggested. But actually, no, if you think, no, 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 I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that, it's hands on hips, okay? I think we've got a next slide for us, Joel, to make sure, in fact, the next one, just to make sure it's all sped out. Hands on your heads for yes... Hands on your hips for no, so let's all stand up, young and old. If you're not able to stand, then you're welcome to participate from your seat. Okay, you ready? You ready? We've got some good news. We've got some good news. I have good news that we have got heaps of chocolate Easter eggs that are going to be available for us after church. That is good news. But if I told you, just a minute before you get too excited, if I told you that you could have as many as you like and mum or dad or whoever else you need to ask permission, they're okay with this too. 
then the question for you, would you have at least three chocolate Easter eggs? Three or more chocolate Easter eggs? Hands on your heads for yes, hands on your hips if you're self-controlled and weight conscious and no. Okay, what you're going to do? All right, well, if you've got your hands on your hips, please sit down. Hands on your hips, please sit down. But for those people still standing, I've got some more good news and I want to see how this is going to impact your behaviour. All right, tomorrow is a public holiday. So if I told you that you don't have to go to work or to school, Johannes, I know you might be on call, so just, you know, I don't know about this, but let's just say, good news, nobody has to go to work or or to school tomorrow and and you don't have anything else to do early in the morning, the question for you, will you choose to sleep in longer than normal? Hands on your head for yes, what are you going to do? Hands on your hips for no, no, I'm going to get up in the morning. And just a, a prompt for parents here, they all need their hands on their hips, because let's be honest, none of them are going to be sleeping in tomorrow morning if they're like anything like mine. Are you guys really going to? You need your hands on your hips, believe me. Put your hands on your hips. You're not going to sleep in. All right, if you've got your hands on your heads, you need to sit down. And those kids that are making up stories, pretending that they're going to sleep in, well, you're going to wish that you were still standing. Because in my bag here, last piece of news, last piece of news, in my bag here, can I get the Galanos girls to come forward so you can give me a bit of a hand in just a moment? I've got a secret gift for anyone who is brave enough to see what it is. It's something that multiplies in size in a matter of seconds. It can explode at any minute, but it can keep a small child entertained for hours. So what are you going to do? Hands on your heads if you think, yes, I want to find out what that secret gift in there is. That sounds pretty exciting. On the other hand, maybe hands on your hips because you think, I don't like the sound of something that it could explode at any minute. Hands on your heads if, yes, you want to find out what it is. And if you've got your hands on your hips, you better sit down because my capable assistants are going to come and bring a big handful of balloons. We've got one each for anyone who is still standing up. And, in fact, I think we have enough for all of the kids. So, Lacey and Isla, can you make sure that no kid who wants a balloon will miss out? They need to go in your pocket for now. And if you're still standing please feel free to take a seat. Kids, if you would like a balloon to play with after church, Lacey and I, stick your hand up and Lacey and I will bring one around for you now. All right, Joel, can you move us on to the next slide, please, mate? Because that was a bit of fun, right? That was a bit of fun. But what on earth has that got to do with Easter Sunday? Well, the point is really simple. We hear things all the time that change our decisions. Jay, can you put that in your pocket, please, mate? We hear news and we change the way that we live. And so I reckon it should be the same on, with Easter Sunday. Because Jesus rising from the dead, that is the biggest news ever. Because it means that he is who he says he is. And it means that his death on the cross actually did what he said it would do. It means that we can be forgiven and live with God forever. And that means that we need to think long and hard about how that's going to change our lives. 
And I think it's even like God wanted Mark to leave us with this kind of cliffhanger ending, this awkward conclusion, to leave us asking that question. I mean, unless we go ahead and read the other Gospels, we don't even get to see what those women did later on that day. Hey, just a spoiler alert, they did go and tell Jesus' disciples to meet him in Galilee. But we, if we read Mark's Gospel and finish here at verse 8, we don't get to see what they did. But we do have to ask ourselves that same question. What are you going to do? Jesus really died and Jesus really rose. You know, so Simon, Julian, Karen, Sally, what are you going to do? Or as the Aussies would say, what are you going to do? And you know, that's why we get together here at church each and every Sunday, not just on Easter Sunday. Every week we come together to ask that question, to talk about and to sing about and to to hear from God's Word how that news that Jesus is risen changes everything. So I could spend ages longer talking all about that. But we're going to do it a little differently this morning. We've got some cracking songs to help us to think about it and Lauren's going to lead us in a few minutes' time in prayer about that as well. So if I can invite the band to come on up, because together with them, we're going to do the heavy lifting of thinking through, how does this change things? What am I going to do in response to the news that Jesus is risen? Let me pray for us, and then we'll sing. Loving Heavenly Father, thanks that we've heard the most amazing news ever, that Jesus is risen, that he really did die, And then he really did rise to life again. And loving Father, please, we pray, help us to think long and hard about how that amazing truth really does change our lives. And then we need your help to make the change. So we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.